Last week, we talked from the topic of powerful, letting you know that everybody wants the gifts of the Spirit, okay? Everybody want to prophesy. Everybody want word of wisdom, word of knowledge. We'll read every book we can to learn about the prophetic. How many books have we read to learn about love? We'll read every book we can to learn about discernment until it comes to discerning our own spirit. <laughs> Everybody want to do miracles. I want to lay hands, I want to open the eyes of the blind too. But Jesus did that by compassion. So we want the gifts. We want all nine of the gifts. But more importantly, we need those nine fruit. It's the combination of both that, make us, that makes us powerful. The weakness of the church is, is that we know God, but we don't act like him. God is. God is. God is. God is love. And so in order for us to say that we are like him, it can only be shown through love. It won't show through healing. It won't show through casting out a devil. That's not going to show that we like God. It won't show through a word of wisdom. It won't show through a prophetic word. It'll only show up through what? Love. That's the only time it'll show up. But we're so enamored with the gifts. And you know why? Because we stay, we live in a generation where your gifts, your talents, your abilities are at the forefront. We got rappers that make millions of dollars while teachers making 30,000 a year. We got athletes because they can shoot a, ba because they can shoot a basketball, we don't care nothing about their character. Everything is about talent. They can speak well. So now we want to hear them. Everything is about gifts. It's about talents. It's about ability. And then as soon as you challenge character, what happens? We withdraw. If you took 99%, if you took, the, if you took the rappers out here and you only listened to them, watch this, based on their character, who would be on? Who could you listen to? Who? I'm messing with you today. <laughs> he said his chef. Seriously, if you, based, if you based the person that entertained you on their character, would you listen to them? What, what? Everybody loved Will and Jada until now. Now, come on. Now, all of a sudden, <laughs> there was a power couple. Now. Because that's, that has crept into the church. We flock to the prophetic. We don't care nothing about the character. We flock to a big ministry. We don't care how they treat the people. We flock to the title. That's an apostle. That's a prophet. That's an evangelist. That's a teacher. We flock to those things. We flock to the person with the money. How did they get the money? Hmm. How did they get the money? Who did they step on, pull down? 
to get rich. But then we'll go listen to their schemes on how to get rich. Now understand, it's an impartation there. It's an impartation there. So we want to be powerful. We don't just want gifts. We don't want to just use our ability. Yes, you can sing. Yes, you can dance. Yes, you can, you, you have, you, we have wonderful gifts, but that is no good if it doesn't have love. Paul said it. Paul said you can give your body to burn. He said you can have tongues of angels. He said, but if there is no love, he said, you just uh, another sound. What was he trying to do? He was growing the church up. He was raising the church up. He was raising children. He was pulling them. He was pulling the Corinthians church out of being so infatuated with gifts that they didn't love one another. They got a person in the church that the son is sleeping with the father's wife. And he said, y'all so proud of yourself. There's some things that, that go on in society that happen that, don't, that, that animals don't do. So we talked about powerful last week, being powerful. How many of y'all want to live a powerful life? Come on, come on. You got to be excited about the word. You should want a powerful life. A life in which people, what people can say, because I'm I connected with that person, I know God better. Because I connected with that person, now I know the Father. Had I not connected with this individual, I wouldn't even know the Father. Some of y'all were stuck in religion. Come on, tell me y'all was knee deep in religion before you got here. <laughs> you knew God and there was nothing personal about it. This ain't going to be your favorite word. It's not. But I'm only interested in folks that want to grow. That's it. This is all about growth. We come to grow in Christ. We come to labor with you until Christ is formed in you. If you don't want Christ formed in you, this is the wrong place to show up to. This is the wrong place to show up to. So we talk from Acts chapter 1, where he said you will receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. He said we will receive power, and that power will make us witnesses. Then in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24, the Bible said that Christ is the power and the wisdom of God. So you have an inherent power that is in you. You have an inborn power that is in you in which there should be no reason why you can't love. There should be no reason why you don't have joy or you don't have peace. Jesus told the disciples, he said, peace I give you, not the peace that the world give you. The peace that the world gives you mean everything is going fine, it's going well, nobody's bothering you, nobody's talking about you, so, so now you can live a life unbothered. But the peace that comes from God is a peace in, in, in chaos. It's the peace that Jesus operated in, in which the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes, 
dealing with people who didn't even understand his father's world. And he was still able to have peace. He was still able to function. We want his entire life. We don't want some of it. We don't want to cast out the devils. We don't want to open the eyes of the blind, but then can't love our own family members. Can't honor our own parents. We don't even love ourselves, but we're chasing gifts. I'm going to help you. I am. I am. I promise you. That's my call. I'm in my office. Totally. We talked, the teaching for today is titled, Love, Submit, Obey. I want y'all to say that with me. Say, Love, Love. Submit, Submit. Obey. Obey. This is the power of your life. If you know that Jesus did all of those, Jesus loved, Jesus submitted. Jesus obeyed. I only do. That's what he said, chef. He said, I only do. I don't have another mold in me. There's not a part of me that does my own will. There's not a part of me, he said, that does not first seek the kingdom and his righteousness. He said, before I do anything, I, cons- I consider my father's household. Before I say it, I consider my father's household. This is a lifestyle that we want. Now we talk from the word dynamis. Let me get that definition. The word power, which is a Greek word, dynamis, is where we get the word dynamite from. So this is the Greek, this is power. We'll get it in a second. But power, in its most elementary definition, is having the ability to influence, control, or change situations or circumstances in and around you. Can you change your circumstances? He gave us power so that we could change our circumstances. He didn't give us power for a church service. So we can come in a church service and show our power once amongst one another and, and, and brag and, and compare and compete. That's not why he gave power. That happened with the disciples. Who's the greatest amongst us? He said a child. He could have said a prophet. He could have said an apostle. He could have said an evangelist. He could have said a teacher. He could have said somebody that cast out a devil. He could have said an inner, he could have said all of that. He said a child. So the word dynamis, it means strength power. It means ability. So because we have power, that means we have ability. It means inherent power. Power residing in a thing by virtue of its nature. And this is what we talk about Christ. We're talking about the seed. We're talking about this is who you are. You are naturally powerful because you were born again. So when the father asks you to do a certain thing, he know you can do it. Why? Because it's in you. He know what's in you. He know the DNA that's there. He know the power that he gave you through the new birth. So when he tells us to love our enemies and pray for those who use us, 
That's an expectation. Why? Because he know that the power is there. But the Bible says that the spirit is willing. Come on. But the flesh is weak. So the fact that we don't want to do it automatically aligns us with we are in the what? Flesh. He's conditioned us. We can't take over anything without power. And that power has to be upheld by his character. We have to learn how to love people right where they are. Broken. Dysfunctional. Come on, that was some of us, right? Still is. Half the time. The Bible says that we are becoming like Christ. We aren't there yet. We are becoming. But what will end up happening is you'll be playing catch up with your destiny. You're going to be playing catch up with your destiny. When you think you should have, 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 have obtained a thing, you'll be wondering why. Because like I'm telling you, if you don't learn, if we don't learn, if we don't learn how to get baptized and stay in his presence, there is no future. Not in him. There is no big ministry. There is no powerful ministry. If we can't stay baptized in his spirit, in his spirit, in his presence. We have to marinate in that thing till we become it. Everybody in here came in here under the same circumstance. Needing the father. Everybody came here under the same circumstances. Needing more of Abba. Amen? Needing more of him. It means moral power and excellence of soul. And this part right here is the part where Christ, where the Holy Spirit works in your soul the ways of the Father. This here is talking about, when it talks about the moral power and excellence of soul, this is the Holy Spirit developing your soul because in the spirit, your spirit man is one with Christ. That's how you are part of the body of Christ. But now the Holy Spirit needs to deal with your mind, needs to deal with your heart, needs to develop your soul. And this is, this is, in all my time in the church, this is the part of, of the Holy Spirit where I, I rarely seen it addressed, Terry. We want the Holy Spirit for power. We want the Holy Spirit to do all the miraculous things. But how about us using the Holy Spirit to help our mindset? Okay, how about you check your mind? Your mind is not right, so, so the next move I'm going to make is to get baptized in his presence. Immediately. You check your heart, and then the next move you make is to do what? Get baptized. It's to get baptized. And don't come out until there's a change there. It's about us looking at our soul and seeing where am I at opposed to where I should be. And saying, you know what? I'm going to get in his presence, and I'm not going to leave like Joseph, like was it was Jacob? Wrestling with the angel, he said, I would not leave until you bless me. I'm not going to leave until you bless me, until I'm a, I'm a changed individual. The next one is power for performing miracles. Gifts of the Spirit. We all want that. Amen? 
We need that for ministry. Amen. The power and influence which belongs to riches and wealth. How many know that belongs to us? That belongs to us. Power and resources arising from numbers. We have angelic power all around us. We have forces that are with us. Elijah was training one of his young servants. They surrounded them. And the servant said, what are we going to do? He said, it's more of us than it is of them. He said, what you looking at? I don't see that. And he said, Lord, open his eyes so he can see. When he opened his eyes, he seen at the top of the mountain fire chariots surrounding. I stand on this stage knowing it's more for me than against me. <laughs> it's more for me than against me. The angels like preach, flesh like stop. You have to know that any situation you step in, that there is more for you, especially if the father tell you to go there. If he doesn't tell you to go, don't go. But if he sends you, you must know that there are more for you than it is against you. That's why the, the word is to walk by faith and not by sight. Don't walk by what you see. If you walk by what you see, that's the equivalent of walking in the flesh. That's the equivalent of walking with no faith. I don't care how good it get. Millions of dollars in your pocket. Uh-uh. That ain't it. He, got more for, he has more for you. Zero money in your pocket. That ain't it. Don't look at what you see. Always go away from what you see. Then there's the power consisting in or resting upon armies, forces, hosts. This is angelic power to pray and command angels to go and do it, to go and get. So the Father has given us power, power through the seed of Christ and then power through the Holy Spirit. And these two combined makes us powerful. But we need a life that is powerful beyond ministry. We don't need to be powerful in the four walls and then get outside the four walls and there's no power in our life. We can't even change our mind. Our calling is only as powerful as our life. Say that with me. Say my calling, my calling. is only as powerful, only as, powerful. as my life. My calling is only as powerful as my life. It don't matter if I can give a word of wisdom if I can't walk in it. It don't matter if I can discern somebody else's spirit if I can't control mine. So the word on today is to love, submit, and obey. Are y'all ready? Y'all sure? You sure? Because once I start, I ain't stopping. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Colossians chapter 3, verse 18. Did we get all these? In? Yeah, good. Wives, submit yourself to your husbands as it is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, 
Love your wives and do not be bitter towards them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. It's in my bag back there. So, here in this word, we have wives submit, husbands love, children obey. Husbands, love. Wives, submit. Children, obey. Husbands, love. Wives, submit. Children, obey. It's safe to say that the father knew what our issues would be. He knew what our issues would be. He knew what our issues would be. The father knew that men would have a problem loving. <laughs> he knew that women would have a problem submitting. He knew that children would have a problem obeying. Now, this is a commandment. The commandment in scripture is for us to love, to submit, and to obey. Now, why is this important? Because, I want y'all to hear me, this is where the witchcraft is happening. Y'all still with me? Y'all still with me? This is where the witchcraft is happening. The witchcraft is happening with men loving. It's where the witchcraft is happening. It's happening with women submitting. This is where the witchcraft is happening. I'm going to go in detail. I got y'all attention, though. This is where the witchcraft is happening with children submitting. I mean, obeying. Watch this. 1 Samuel 15 and 23. It says, y'all read that for me. This is where the witchcraft is happening. Now, let me say this. This ain't easy, is it? This ain't easy, is it? Come on. I need everybody's attention. I need everybody's attention. This ain't easy, is it? It's not easy to love, is it? It's not easy to submit, is it? It's not easy to obey, is it? This is why we need to be baptized in the spirit. These relationships can only take place if we are marinated in his presence. A husband cannot love unless he is marinated in the presence of God. 
A wife cannot submit unless she is marinated in the presence of God. Come on. Children cannot obey unless they are marinated in the presence. It's not easy. I forgot to plug my computer up, it's about to die. So that's why I'm doing that. But it's not easy, is it? Y'all gonna participate. Calm down. All right. It's not easy. This is why we need to be baptized. We're talking about the works of the Holy Spirit, right? This is what the Holy Spirit has to work in us. How to love, how to submit, and how to obey. Because look at the scripture. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Now, it says because you have done what? Because you have rejected the word. So, so the submitting, the loving, and the obeying has nothing to do with man. Thank you, love. So the loving and submitting has nothing to do with man. This is what the word says. This is what the word says. The word tells a man to love. The word tells a, a woman to submit. The word tells children to obey. Now, why am I telling you this? Because a lot of times we think that the person who's standing in front of us is what we're submitting to. We think the person that's standing in front of us is what we're loving. Children think they have to obey parents because the parents said it. No, this is what the word says. And then he says this, look. He says, because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you as being king. So which means your obedience to the word is directly tied to your destiny. It ain't tied to people. It's directly tied to your destiny. He rejected him from being king because he rejected the word of the Lord. It wasn't how he treated the people. It was because as a king, he told him to correspond and act a certain way. It was what the Lord said. It wasn't what the people said. And so I have to tell y'all this and teach y'all this because your destiny is directly connected to your obedience to the word. The word is what says wives submit. The word is what says husbands love. The word is what says children obey. Why? Because he's the only one gives the reward. 
He's the only one looking at it. It ain't even our job. It's not my job as a man to make my wife submit. It's not my job as a man to make a woman submit. She will only submit according to her relationship with her heavenly father. Talk to me. <laughs> a man will only love according to his relationship with his heavenly father. A child will only obey according to their relationship with the father. And this is where the witchcraft happens. This is where the witchcraft happens. Because when it comes to a man loving, we come up with every reason why we can't. Come on. It's tight, but it's right. Y'all remember that in church? As men, we come up with every reason why we can't love. And this is how it shows up. We show up with every reason why we can't be patient. We come up with every reason why we can't stay faithful. But the word didn't come from the person who you have to be faithful to. It came from where? The father. It came from the father. But that is the witchcraft, is a man will craft every reason why he shouldn't love her, why he shouldn't be faithful to her, why he shouldn't be kind to her, why he shouldn't be gentle with her, why he shouldn't be good to her. And the only way that you can maneuver yourself out of that is, to, is for you to receive uh, information from darkness. Woman, you don't want no man that ain't patient with you. You don't want no woman, you don't want no man that ain't kind to you. You don't want no man that ain't gentle to you. When you start to look for your husband, you better look for love. You looking at his chest, his shoulders, and his bank account. <laughs> he handsome, but he don't love you. He don't have patience for you while you grow why you develop, why you go through certain things in life. This is the witchcraft. Because we're talking about God's sons. Amen? Talk to me, man. Amen? We have to stop coming up with every reason why we can't. Because the love is what makes us powerful. When it comes to women submitting, this is the witchcraft. We come up with every reason why we can't submit. I don't like the way you talk to me. I don't like the way you look at me. We come up with every reason, every reason why we can't submit. Am I telling the truth? But who said submit? The father. So the rebellion is not against man, it's against the word, making it against the father. And then there's a stubbornness there where I'm going to stay there. 
And it says stubbornness is as idolatry, meaning I ain't changing. It's, it's, this is how I feel, I'm going to stay feeling like this. This is how I think, I'm going to stay feeling like Nope, it, you're going against the word, you're not going against a person. Love, submit, obey. Why? Because the word says it. And so this is where the witchcraft happens because we craft every reason why we should not have to. And the only way you can get out of this is to get on Satan's team. Y'all don't like this? Y'all love it, don't y'all? I appreciate that. It's the, it's the truth. I'm trying to help you grow. Because this is what's stopping the blessing. This is what's stopping the door from open. Children, obey your parents in everything. And then the Bible says that, watch this, that when you do that, there's a blessing plus long life. Why do you think these kids are dying so young? They made up their mind that they're not going to listen to their parents. They've made their mind up that they're not going to obey their parents. Their parents tell them, don't do that. Now they're putting fentanyl in everything. Young girl, 14 years old, somebody gave her ibuprofen with fentanyl in it. 14 years old. She, that was harmless, right? That's harmless. Imagine what they're out here smoking, drinking, and doing all this other stuff. They don't have no idea where they get this stuff from. Listening to the music where they're intentionally telling you to kill, 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 destroy, destroy, mistreat women. Children, obey your parents in everything because that's what your blessing is. That's what your blessing is. Even as adults, the Bible says, honor your mother and father. The Bible says, honor your mother and father. But, we'll, but the witchcraft is we'll find every reason why we should not. It don't matter what they did in your past. It don't matter. That ain't what the word said. The word didn't say honor your parents if they do the right thing. That's not what the word says. I'm talking to adults now. It didn't say that. It said honor your mother and father, period. And, and I'm telling you this because this is where the witchcraft happens. We have every reason why. And you, can, you have to visit Satan's kingdom to get this, to get out of that. You have to literally go against the father to not do that. We have to literally go against his kingdom in order to not do that. But we'll do that and then we'll still expect blessings. I'm going to tell you right now, you're wasting your time praying. You might as well stop praying if you're not going to change because the prayer can't be answered. Because you reject the Lord, you can't go no further. Because you reject the word, you can't go no further. You can't go no further than you come into agreement with the word. He said, because you have rejected the word of the Lord, I rejected you. Love, submit, obey. We have to stop coming up with so many reasons why we can't comply.
We have so many reasons why we cannot do his will. But once again, I'll tell you, this is not easy, is it? It's not easy, is it? But that's why he said that he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. The Holy Spirit is going to teach, lead God and instruct you. And that fire is going to burn all that mess out. But if I don't stay immersed, I can't change. Which means I got to do better in my personal prayer life. Now, I'm only talking to those who want their destiny. (laughs) That's it. If you don't want your destiny, I am not talking to you. You can stay the same. I'm only, I only want to teach, I only want to teach, preach to people who want to receive it. If you don't want your destiny, fine. But the Bible says that he will reject you if you reject his word. And this is where the generational curses come from. This is where the generational curses come from. Mindsets that have rejected the word from generation to generation to generation to generation. When it land, when, and then when it land in our lap, it's just the way we think. It's just the way we think. We've been, we've been taught. At, I was in uh, Atlantic Station other day and I observed a young man walking by talking about some these girls out here gonna do anything I tell them to do I I said I bet his daddy at home listening to young thug these men out talking about polygamy they gonna have three wives I actually, I asked a man one time, he was talking about polygamy. I said, would you tell your daughter to do that? Would you tell your daughter to be one of some man's wife? (laughs) No. He wouldn't do that. But he ain't thinking according to the next generation. And that's what maturity and being grown is about. When we, watch this, when we grow up in Christ, this is what we'll do. Every decision that we make we'll look at those who are following us. The selfishness is when we don't care about who's under us, watching us, and we're just going to do what we want to do. That's idolatry. That's pure iniquity. That's the damnation of America. Is the stuff that they're putting on TV, they can care less about these youth. The way they control and, 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 and operate the internet, they can care less about the youth. They can, you can be 10 years old and log into pornography. That easy. Because as a country, we don't care about the youth. We care about our appetites. We have the right to do what we want to do. We have a right to do what we want to do. We have a right to watch what we want to watch. We have a right to to feel how we want to feel. We have a right to think any way we want to think. And so, but in order for us to do that, we have to remove the father out the way. In order for us to do that, we have to reject his word. And now that we have rejected his word, we got to start making it happen for ourselves. Now it becomes a dog-eat-dog. Only the strong survive. Because now we have to do it in our strength. 
love, submit, and obey. Why? Because the father said it. Not because a husband said it. Woman, you don't submit because the husband said you need to submit. Husband, you don't love because the wife said you need to love me more. Children, you don't obey because the parents said obey. You do it because the person who told you to do it is the heavenly father. And he's, and he's the one that predestined you. So your destiny is dependent on it. First Corinthians 11.3. I know it's not popular, but if you take it to he, it's going to help you. It says, but I want you to know that Christ is the head of every man. Men, who's the head of you? Christ, which means he's your example. He's your ensample. Christ is the head of every man. That's why the Bible tells us that we have to have the mind of Christ, because Christ is the head of every man. He's the example. So if he only did what the father told him to do, come on now. He's the head. He's the one in charge. Preeminence belongs to him. He's the one that we look to. Then it says, and Christ is the head of every man, and man is the head of woman. Now, men, in order to be head, if you're going to be the head, you got to set example. You now become the example. Being a head don't mean I get to tell you what to do. It's quiet in here. Being a head don't mean you get to tell her what to do. It means you get... You get to set the example. You get to show her what the father, what a man looks like that's controlled by a heavenly father. Because typically we think being ahead means what? That we get to just tell people what to do. You ought to submit to me. No, you ought to submit to Christ. To the degree you submit to Christ, you can expect that. But even if he don't submit, woman, you still got to submit to him. Why? Talk to me. Because the father said so. He's testing you for your destiny. He's going to put people in front of you and you're not going to think they're worthy. You're not going to think they're worthy to submit. He said Christ is the head of every man and man is the head of woman. Which means, woman, you can't look past man and just talk about, our oh, father told me. No, it don't work like that. Now watch this through this whole conversation. It didn't say, that, it said Christ is the head of every man. It didn't say the father is. So man can't look past Christ. The Bible says when it comes to prayer that a man should never pray with his head covered. Never pray like you have somebody on earth over you. Women, he said, never pray with your head uncovered. So you should never pray as if you don't have authority over you. 
This is what the Bible says. This is what the word says. Like my old pastor say, this is what it says in your Bible. Now, now, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to finish the whole act. He said, this is what it says in your Bible that you don't read, they ride in your car. <laughs> he used to go down the whole line. But this is what the Bible says. This ain't what men said. This has nothing to do with man. This has everything to do with who's your heavenly father. It says, and God is the head of Christ. He set that example, didn't he? Did he not set that example? Did he not set that example? He set that example. He only did what the father told him to do. He only went where he told him to do. It wasn't, it wasn't about his, he didn't have his own will. His meat and drink was to do what? The will of his father. So he set his example. And then he said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ, who did his thing, watch this, with no reputation. Most powerful man on the planet never called himself apostle, pastor, evangelist, teacher, or prophet. <laughs> he never had any of those titles. Most powerful man on the planet didn't care about a title. Only thing he cared about was what his heavenly father said. He set the stage. He set the example for what we should do, for how we should do it. And this ain't in front of people. This isn't with your heart. This is what you say with your mind. Because rebellion is not against people, all right? Rebellion is not against people, it's against the word. Why? Because the word has the ultimate authority. The Bible says that the word is forever settled in heaven. So he spoke the word and he said, now my, my children obey me. Second Timothy, one and six. Once again, this ain't easy, is it? Okay, the title of this teaching series is The Works of the Holy Spirit. The job of the Holy Spirit is to work this in you. Charles, the job of the Holy Spirit is to work love in you as a man. It's to work love in you as a man. That's the job of the Holy Spirit, is to work love in us. It's to work submission into us. It's to work obedience into us. Love, submit, and obey. It ain't just for women and, and That's for all of us. We all find ourselves in that position at some time or the other. Am I right? We all find ourselves in that position sometime or the other where we have to love, we have to submit, and we have to obey. And it's, a, it's something on our shoulder that is telling us that that person who we have to love, submit, and obey is not worthy of it. But the instructions did not come from earth it didn't come from earth it didn't come from earth it came from heaven that's what the expectation is the holy spirit job is to govern those who are in the kingdom 
So the Holy Spirit is only going to give you the Father's word. So it's hard for us to even walk in the Spirit without these. Am I making you better? Or am I making you worse? All right. Second Timothy 1 and 6 says, Therefore, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is in you through the laying on of hands. Now, pure instructions to Timothy. He told Timothy, I remind, look, rekindle your gift. Refresh it. Do whatever you need to do. Refine your gift. Pray in tongues for hours. I want you to work on your gift. But that gift will be nothing without love. That gift will be nothing without submission. That gift will be nothing without obedience. And even in a spiritual setting, you have spiritual leadership and we find every reason why we ain't got to do what they say. I'll stay right here. We find every reason. We try to find scripture to say that we don't have to do what the spiritual leader says to do. Am I telling the truth? Yes. Now, do we all hear in the spirit? We all hear in the spirit, right? That's how we want it to be. But it's levels to it, am I right? Okay. First level. You hear in the spirit, but do you hear according to knowledge? Do you hear according to understanding? Or do you hear according to wisdom? Or do you hear according to revelation? What level do you hear on? It's levels. Most of the arguments I get in people with scripture is because they hear at the level of understanding. They don't hear hear at the level of knowledge. They don't hear at the level of understanding. They don't hear at the level of wisdom. And it's not revelation. It's just, I have a knowledge. The Bible says. <laughs> Anybody can use that. It's a, post te- it's a pretext and a post-text that gives context. It's a foundation that it has to be laid on. Come on. Then it's the stages of sonship. Do I hear as a nepios? A pation? A nanisco? A technon, you're right. Thank you. Technon, an Anisco, or Wios. How do I hear? And then I have my calling. Do I hear as an apostle, a prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher? We all can hear, right? But it's levels to it because we all don't hear the same because we're all called to different places. We're all called to different places. Everybody in here ain't a husband. You don't hear as a husband. Everybody in here ain't a parent. So you know what? You don't hear as a parent. With that being said, stop taking advice. No, I'm stopping. Okay, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) I'm just saying, we all hear. But love, submit, obey helps us to hear better because somebody knows more than you. Somebody sees further than you. There's an overseer. If there's an overseer, there's an underseer. Somebody sees further than you. 
So he tells them to rekindle the gift. We want the gifts. We need them. Amen? We want them and we need them. Verse 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. Now, this is why I want to minister for a second. The Father, he has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, love, and sound judgment. That word power is the word dynamis. These aren't four individual spirits. This is the difference between light and darkness. This is the difference between darkness and light. Spirit of fear, darkness. And anytime you see the spirit of, anytime you see the spirit of, it don't mean it's a single spirit. It means that this fear is coming from the spiritual realm. When you see in the Bible the spirit of wisdom, that means the wisdom didn't come from earth. It came from heaven. So he's, he's telling us there's a difference between, he said, I want you to have the gifts. But at the same time, I don't want you to operate in fear. Or timidity. Or like a coward. That's another word for it. And how does that happen? When I have a powerful gift, but I won't love. One is the difference between being baptized in a spirit, Holy Spirit, and one is the difference between being baptized in a demonic. He has not given us a spirit of fear, but the spirit that we've been baptized in requires us to walk with power, with love, and with a sound judgment. That's why the works, this is the works of the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, it's righteousness, joy, and peace. Well, right here is saying basically that the kingdom is power, love, and discipline. Power, love, and discipline. How do we know we're walking in the spirit? Power, love, and discipline. How do we know we're walking in the spirit? Power, love, and discipline. The discipline part is where the love, submit, and obey comes in. Because the discipline part is to the word. It ain't to people. The Bible says you owe no man nothing but what? To love them. So the moment I stop loving is a reason behind it. And nine times out of ten, it is fear. It's timidity. I don't want to walk in love because somebody hurt me. I don't want to walk in love because I don't want somebody to misuse me. I don't want to walk in love because last time I did that, somebody took advantage of me. That's why Jesus said, love those 
that hate you. He said, love those that hate you. He said, love your enemy. <laughs> he gave us no reason to not love. But the proof of the baptism is that we do this thing in power. We do this thing in love, and we do this thing with sound judgment. Verse 8 says, so don't be ashamed of the testimony about the Lord or of me, his prisoner. He said, instead, share in suffering for the gospel. He said, share in suffering for the gospel. How are we going to share in suffering in the gospel? The next line, what does it say? Relying on the power of God. You share in the, in the suffering of the gospel by relying on his power. Because you can't do this in your, with your flesh. We share in the suffering of the gospel by relying on his power. This ain't power for gifts. This ain't power for the apostolic, for the prophetic. This is power for you to deal with people. That's what we need power at. We need power for relationships. We need power to love people even when they disagree with us. We need power to love people until they get better. That's the call. Labor with people until when? Christ is formed. Verse 9 says, he, he has saved us and called us with what calling? That's his character. He saved us and he called us with a holy calling. There's no calling that is not holy. There's no calling in which we don't have to align with his word. Every calling is upheld by holiness, which means that evil will not influence me, evil will not intimidate me, neither will evil inhabit me. Every calling is, up is upheld by holiness. He says, not according to our works. So it ain't according to what you do. It's according to what you allow him to do through you. He says, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. So I want you to get this picture. The father was not in heaven saying, you know what? I'm about to create earth and humankind in this existence, and I just want a whole bunch of gifted kids. That wasn't his conversation. He didn't just want a whole bunch of gifted kids. He wanted kids that carried his character. He didn't want a whole bunch of talented kids. He wanted kids with character. He wanted kids that acted like him. I created you in my image. 
according to my likeness. Y'all know we tell our kids. Come on, when you leave the house, when you leave this house, act according to how we raised you. This was the plan. Before the beginning of time, he said, you're going to have love, you're going to be patient, you're going to have joy, you're going to have peace, you're going to have kindness, you're going to have goodness, you're going to have faithfulness, you're going to have self-control. And that's the only way that they'll know that you belong to me. Jesus said, how would they know if you're the disciple? By love. The love you have for what? For what? One another. He didn't say you would know, I would, they would know you my disciple because of love you have for God. But the love for, for the Father is what proves, is, is the only way that we can love one another. So when I can't love my brother, my sister, when I can't love my husband, my wife, when I can't, when I can't love them, what, ends up, what does that tell me? Either I'm not absorbing his love properly or I'm not giving it away. Deal with your love issues. How are you going to deal with your love issues? The word, how else? Bapti baptism in the spirit. Y'all forgot all about the series. <laughs> the only way you can deal with your love issue is by baptizing yourself in the spirit. Because he goes, he's going to set it up and design it to where people rub you the wrong way. He only doing it to see if you can handle the next level. Because if you think about where you said he's going to take you and, you and you catch yourself at your worst moment, it would tell you one thing that he can't take me there yet. I complain entirely too much. I backbite entirely too much. I've made up in my mind I ain't submitting to nobody. He says, okay, you don't have to. What I'm going to do is I'm going to reject your destiny. Everything that you want from me, you'll get it when you do it the way I say it. Ain't that the way we do our kids? Is that not the way we do our kids? That's the way we raise our kids. So why is it so different in the spirit realm? We give the greatest advice on these things. Come on. <laughs> you ministering to somebody tell me you need to love people through this stuff and you can't loving nobody <laughs> you just need to be patient with them you ain't being patient with nobody just remain faithful you ain't being faithful to nobody we give wonderful advice wonderful advice but it's hard to take it in ourselves and do it why is that? Because we're rejecting the word when we think we're rejecting people. My last scripture. How did Jesus, Jesus said, how would they know, how would they know that we are his disciples? The love that we have from one to another. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 says, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened. That's everybody. <laughs> That's everybody. He says, 
and I will give you rest. Then he says, take up my yoke and what? Disciple. That's what a disciple is. It's a pupil that is learning. He says, take up my yoke and learn from me because I am, come on, help me, please help me. So when you come out of his school, if he's been training you, no, because this is, look, this is how, this is how, this is how you pull a rug from one of the gifts in this setting. Because if you've been in his classroom and you've been learning from him and you really hear in the spirit, you should be lowly and humble. At least working on it. Right? I mean, we all working on it. Nobody has arrived there. Nobody is there. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You need a new mind. What's the new mind? Lowly and humble of heart. Learn of me. You my disciple, right? You've been praying. You've been fasting. <laughs> You've been in the word. Then this should be your life. Because the first one says, come to me. Come to me. During his ministry, everybody that came to him was healed. That's Old Testament. The New Testament, it starts to he died. Now, everybody that come to him should have rest. If you've really come to him, there should be some rest there. If we really come to him, we should be yoked. If we really come to him, we should be learning from him. If we've really come to him, then we should be meek and humble of heart. That's the proof. So in his ministry in the Old Testament, everybody that came to him was healed. But now, everybody that come to him has rest. Everybody that comes to him, the proof is that you have a lowly and a meek heart. It ain't about you. It ain't about your feelings. It ain't about how you think. We all need one mind, right? The mind of Christ. Every other mind will be obliterated by scripture. I just want y'all to be better. I just want us to be better. This is what it's going to take to advance ministry. This is what it's going to take to advance our destiny. Because a divine generation cannot look like the religion out here. We can't look like every other denomination. Well, we have a whole lot of gifts. We got a wonderful big choir, but then all we do is badmouth one another, backbite one another. We don't want to love nobody. We don't want to submit to nobody. We don't want to obey. I'll put somebody in charge, and everybody will come and just tell me what they don't want to do. This is how you build a divine generation. This is not going to be a bunch of gifted idiots. We would not be a bunch of gifted idiots. We would not be a bunch of gifted people who can't love nobody, who can't honor nobody, who can't respect nobody. 
That would not be us. As the one called with the mantle to do, I'll wait for a whole nother group. I'll wait for a whole nother group. We can't go until we get here. We can't go. You can't go. We can't go nowhere. With the divorce rate being the same in the world as it is in the church. The same. Husbands ain't loving in the world. Husbands ain't loving in the church. So my question is, where do a husband go if he wants to get better? Wives ain't submitting in the world. Wives ain't submitting in the church. Okay, so the question is, where do wives go when they want to get better? When they want to find a group of women that are submissive, where do they go? They're supposed to be able to go to the father's daughters. They're supposed to be able to, when it comes to love, they're supposed, to, they're supposed to be able to go to the father's sons. They should be able to look at his children and say, that's what light is. That's why he called us light. That's why he called us light. But Paul said, how can we be light if we constantly bite and devour one another? Our children, the children in the church should be obedient because Christ is in them. It shouldn't be acting like the children in the world. Well, then where do the children in the world go to get better? We just meeting. <laughs> Until that change, we just meeting. Until we make up our mind, Pastor, we just meeting and talking. We just huddling. Let's do great things. <laughs> we're just meeting. Until that happens, we're not light. We're not salt. When the women in the church look like the Atlanta housewives, When the, when the men acting like pimps, she just gonna obey me. She's gonna do what I tell her to do. Really? That's Abba's daughter. We need to be baptized in the spirit in order to make this happen. We have to activate your tongues. Baptize yourself. Since he's given you the privilege of entering into his presence. Since he's given you the privilege of entering into his presence, baptize yourself. Why not stay here and live there? Why not stay here and live here? I don't want drama, Father. I want more of you. I don't want my way, Father. I want more of you. I don't know how to love, Father. Teach me. This is what your worship is about. 
This is how worship looks. I don't know how to love, Father. Teach me as a man how to love. Teach me how to have patience and compassion. Teach me how to give the grace I want. Father, teach me how to submit. I don't know how to. It feels awkward. I don't want nobody to tell me what to do. Father, I need help. This is what your worship life should sound like. I need help. Children, in your worship time, Father, teach me how to obey my parents. Teach me how to obey my parents. I want the life that you have for me. I want the blessings that come with me. More of you, Father, less of me. Father, give me the mind of Christ. Give me the mind of Christ, Father. Father, baptize me in the Holy Spirit. I need it. My marriage depends on it. My destiny depends on it. My life depends on it. My calling depends on it. Father, baptize me in your spirit. Teach me how to live there, how to remain there, Father, how to stay there, Father. Nudge me, Father. Give me an unction when I am out of order. Do heart surgery on me. I'll lay here till you change me. I'll stay here until you change me. I won't enter into another relationship until I can love myself. More of your glory. Father, I want to display your integrity, your humility, your honor. I'm tired of being dishonorable. Every time somebody disagree with me, I disconnect. Father, help me. Help me to love unconditionally, Father. The mantle that he wants us to walk in is the mantle of love. That's the mantle. There's no way you hear in the spirit and you don't hear love. There's no way we hear in the spirit and we don't hear obey. There's no way that we hear in the spirit and we don't hear submit. There's a true vine. If we're connected to it, then truth should be working, it way, working its way in us.